Hello and welcome to another edition of Popped, a journey through cinema history and culture. It's great to have you here again, and if you're new, thank you for joining. This week, I am finally getting back to a series of stories about the women who made waves during the golden age of silent movies and beyond. With it being the Lunar New Year this weekend, it's a perfect time to celebrate the story of an Asian American whose legacy and stance inspired future generations. I want to tell you the story of the first American Asian star of the silver screen, Anna Mae Wong. More well known in the US than in the UK, I found her story fascinating. And Happy New Year to those who celebrate. A quote from Michelle Yeoh in 2023 from the Oscars. For all the little boys and girls who look like me watching tonight, this is a beacon of hope. In 1882, the Chinese Exclusion Act barred the immigration of Chinese labourers for 10 years. It was the first time the US had made a law against travel for a specific national group. Daughter of second-generation immigrants Anna Mae Wong was born in 1905 and grew up during the hangover of this ill will toward Chinese Americans. They lived in a community in LA, close to Chinatown, where filmmaking was rife during its infancy. As a child, Wong would leave school early and wander around the film sets close to her home so that she could see movies being made. She had a goal, to be part of the new world of movie making. But what opportunities did she have? Asian characters were often a housemaid or an evil seductress, and those parts were mostly given to white people in yellowface. Anna Mae Wong had to make her own look. She wanted to play Asian roles of substance and take opportunities that would break the stereotype. Her first film was Toll of the Sea in 1922. I watched this last week and Anna Mae Wong truly stands out. What was supposed to be a story of American superiority ends up being a tragic tale of a woman losing everything she loves. It's her portrayal that changes this reading, to my modern eye at least. Within two years, Wong had become a well-known face in Hollywood, but the roles that welcomed her were not the roles she wanted. She couldn't become a leading lady in her own right, as interracial kissing was forbidden on screen, and so she could never be a true love interest. Over and over again, she was offered either a doomed love interest or a deceitful dragon lady. A quote from Anna Mae Wong. I was so tired of the part I had to play. Why is it that the screen Chinese is nearly always the villain of the piece? And so cruel a villain, murderous, treacherous, a snake in the grass. We're not like that. How should we be, with a civilization that's so many times older than that of the West? We have our virtues. We have our rigid code of behavior, of honor. Why do they never show these on screen? Why should we always scheme, rob, kill? The odds were stacked against her. So what did she do? She moved to Europe. Studios across Europe, especially Germany, were offering Anime Wong leading roles that had nuance and something to say. For this newsletter, I watched Piccadilly, a British film released in 1929, and is honestly one of the best silent films I've seen. It's full of life, superbly shot, and well worth watching. Again, Wong's acting in this picture is ahead of its time. She always plays the character and not the stereotype. Wong returned to the US in 1930 with the promise of leading roles that were not forthcoming. 
The most piercing was 1934's The Good Earth, where the Chinese leading character went to the white actress Louise Rayner, who was made up in yellowface. Rayner won an Oscar for Best Actress for the film. I love Wong's defiance towards the studios. When MGM offered a test for another role, she said, I'll be glad to take the test, but I won't play the part. If you let me play Olan, I'll be very glad. But you're asking me, with Chinese blood, to do the only unsympathetic role in the picture, featuring an all-American cast portraying Chinese characters. In 1936, she visited China for the first time, visited her father who had moved there, and created a documentary. When she returned to the US, she continued to make movies and then retired from the screen during World War II. She spent time on stage and led a political life and was the first Asian American to have her own episodic television show. She returned to the silver screen later in life and passed away in 1961 at the age of 56. When Michelle Yeoh called her Oscar win a beacon of hope in 2023, it was over a century after Anna Mae Wong made her screen debut. If Yeoh's beacon was for representation on the big stage, then Anna Mae Wong provided hope for actors like her to play human Asian characters and not settle for anything less. She was a spellbinding actor, a fashion icon, and always moving forward, keeping her honour to the last. On the newsletter, there is some further watching. There's a link to The Toll of the Sea on YouTube, uh, somewhere to rent Piccadilly, and a really interesting conversation of, about anime Wong called Beyond the Icon, which is on YouTube. But thanks so much for listening. If you enjoyed this, please do share it with people you think may be interested or on notes if you have Substack. And if you're listening to this uh, via podcast on Spotify or Apple, wherever you get them, have a look at pop.substack.com where you can subscribe and get the full newsletter with all the links and everything like that. But until next time, see ya.